Hello and welcome back to another episode of What Are You Growing Through? Today I am in a bittersweet state um, because I'm excited about today's topic because it has been something that has become something that is near and dear to my heart and something I love to talk about and raise awareness to and advocate for. But unfortunately, this is the last official episode of season one. I would like to first thank everyone who has supported me through this journey of podcasting. I have enjoyed it. I have loved it. And I definitely will be coming back for a season two. So I look forward to sharing more of myself with you in the near and far future. Today's special guest is T, a.k.a. T. Arrow, who is a dear friend of mine as well as a colleague, and she is slowly but surely becoming a force and making a major impact on the Black mental health community. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoy recording it. Um, so I always like to start off with the guest sharing a little bit about themselves okay. for the listeners. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, well... Uh, my birth name <laughs> is Tierra. Um, I very rarely go by Tierra. Um, most people in my inner circle, as well as extended circle, call me T. Um, I am a licensed counselor in Maryland uh, and soon to be D.C. Um, mm-hmm. I am in a doctoral program. Um, studying international psychology uh, to hopefully be able to transform the way people of color uh, see themselves and relate mm-hmm. to their world around the world. Um, I am 26 years young. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I missing? Oh. I love to travel, love to go to the beach. Um, I have a thing about getting my nails done. That's a little bit too much information, but um, uh, I think that's a bit of me in a nutshell. Um, Mm -hmm. I am really committed to um, creating and maintaining space for people of color for healing. Um, I think more importantly, um, I'm very clear that my life isn't really mine in the semblance of Mm. um, I can kind of do what I want without impact. Um, And because I get that gravity, I am probably driven differently or propelled differently um, to accomplish a lot because I'm, I'm very clear that in order to affect change on the level that I want to affect it for Black people, um, I don't have much time. (laughs) Like, I do not have time to put on my thumbs. Um, So I am very much ambitious, very much driven, but with the intention of service, with the intention of serving my community, Um, Mm -hmm. specifically Black women, because, you know... Of course. We be out here. We be needing people to serve us. Um, Mm. That's what we do. We are service. So that's that's me. Did I cover everything? Um, Okay. I'm glad you went into detail, because that is definitely one of the reasons why I wanted you to be a guest, Mm. just how, like, your intention Mm. with the community and in life in general. Mm. 
Um, especially in, especially the space of yeah. healing that you um, strive to create. I got that. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, so you know, to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, actually, before I before I ask the question of the day, um, I definitely want to dive into the word yes. pussy in general. Yes. Um, like, so my my question is like, what what has been your experience with the word? Mm. Like, how has it been taught to you? How it has it been perceived to you? How do you think it about it now? Like all that good yes. shit. Um. So. <laughs> the word pussy was not used in my vocabulary as a child. Um, it was mm-hmm. never even referred, it was never even referred to. As, I don't even think we had a name for it. I think if I remember, it was like your poom poom or your private part <laughs> or your, you know, it was never a vagina. It was never a pussy. Mm-hmm. It was never, it never really had a name. It was this, Right. hidden thing that you kept locked away couldn't that talk you about never talk about um right. and <clears throat> because of that I didn't really have the language for my vagina until I got like grown grown like within the last two years <laughs> um I didn't really know what to call her um and I you know it's funny I used the pronoun her because some just in conversation some women refer to her as him. Like it isn't yeah. that crazy? Like I was blown too. But that's, um that's right. like because there is that freedom, there is that fluidity. Um and right. there is a, it's 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 giving that aspect of you an identity. Um, similar to the word, you know, we use language to identify things and to mm-hmm. absently just completely disregard a word for something that exists right and it's not just it exists for you it exists for millions of other people out there um it is uh not only disheartening it's sort of discouraging like it sort of can be the basis for self-hatred right or just self Mm -hmm. an inability to acknowledge yourself an inability to be present with your body um, because you just haven't even recognized that you you don't call it by its name. You know, imagine right. your arm being attached to you and you never calling it your arm. <laughs> You're just this thing over here that like helps me open doors and, you know, keeps me right side up and will catch me <laughs> just in case I bust my face wide open, you know, like, but you never called it an arm. It would, it would still kind of cease to really exist for you. Like you see it, right. Or mm-hmm. you could touch it, but it may not really be a part of you. Does that make sense? Like it is, oh, it no. is still very much like that no, thing you refer to out there, not in here. Um, so as a child, the word pussy, the word vagina was never even in the conversation um, outside of, and let me correct myself, outside of uh, um, like to, to tell me that this is bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, no, 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 don't touch your vagina like that. Mm-hmm. right no 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 um nobody should ever touch your vagina in that way 
right? It 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 became right. this negative, like a vagina is sort of like you keep it hidden. Nobody's supposed to touch it. You're not even supposed to touch it, and you don't even supposed to really acknowledge that it's there. Just you pee out of it, and it bleeds, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and you know, there there was this very real disconnect for sure for me. I felt growing up, and um. I'll say the my attempt to reconnect it all throughout college <laughs> was very much um, it was involved in a lot of risky behavior, but it was also kind of just like um, sensory. It was almost like you had been deprived. It was like sensory deprivation for so long. And mm-hmm. now I just want everybody to touch it. I want everybody to touch it. I want everybody to see it. I want everybody to acknowledge it. She is here. Talk to her. She is like that, right? It went from like super, 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 super not to like super, 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 super over the top. Um, and that in and of itself was draining as well. But through that journey, um, I started calling her, like I started referring to her. Um, I called her by name. I named her. <laughs> um, that still makes me laugh because what's the name? Precious. The name? Come on, Precious. <laughs> Come on, Precious. Yes, I love it. And if she's feeling nasty, it's Peaches. Uh, mm-hmm. If she, if you're nasty, but um, <laughs> she's Precious and. Um, I started referring to her as such and, uh, Precious sort of got her own little personality, her own life going, but it was because I had to first acknowledge her, right? I had to acknowledge that she's a part of who I am. She is not just an entity that is mechanical in nature. She -hmm. has feelings. She has emotions. She likes things. She dislikes things. Um, but I had to get present enough with myself to do that mm-hmm. and to sort of retrain the narrative I had about her um, and all that other great stuff. Right. Well, no, I definitely, I definitely can relate to some of it. I feel like um, I don't really remember def- I feel like this. we all, especially Black women, had the, kind of the same experiences where conversations surrounding our pussies or vagina or whatever we decided to call it was hushed or was limited um so definitely shared that but I feel like surrounding the word pussy I was around people who use pussy as like an adjective in a negative Mm, way if that makes sense like like pussy ass (laughs) some shit like that like So, and that's, that's, that's what I knew it. and that's what I yeah. learned right, exactly <laughs> took me all the way back so even even now it still like slips out of my mouth sometimes mm. but I still had to get into the space where if I'm going to refer to yeah. her with this same word then no it can't it, it can't, can't be, be in the, the same, same yes context. exactly so that was definitely a, um unlearning and relearning experience for yeah. me. Yeah. And you spoke to something um, so like so pivotal in the in the listening we have of it, right? Like mm-hmm. um if you think about well why why would our grandparents or our parents or our great grandparents sort of cause black women or like 
diminish that aspect of a black woman's life Mm -hmm. right and it's because it was ravaged so abhorrently throughout slavery right like a black woman's ability to have power over her body was not possible for 300 plus years in our history so it makes sense why your grandmother whose whose grandmother probably was in slavery and survived it Mm -hmm. god willing is telling you don't touch it don't acknowledge it because there was an entity out there for generations that was preying on it that was waiting for a woman to get her cycle so that she could become cattle if you will to reproduce other people of color like that type of psychological warfare passed down through the generations into trauma I mean it makes sense why we have dissociated ourselves from our vaginas because they have been Mm -hmm. weaponized against us definitely you spoke to a real deep (laughs) that got hella deep real quick she didn't mean to get that deep but like that sort of helped me change my narrative of it because it was like a re-empowering it was like um wow this is something that I've lost like this is something that generations of people that look like we don't even know it and we don't even we don't know it until we know it Listen, ain't no billboards out here telling me to reclaim my vagina, you know? So I had to discover that for myself. And when I really got the history, it made it even more important for me. Like, it became, no, this is worth me, like, fighting for. This is worth me ensuring I got got my shit out the way so that my daughter doesn't experience this. So that she doesn't have Mm -hmm. the dissociation from her body. Yes. Yes, we are definitely breaking down all types of them. I'm excited. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. Well, to I guess I feel like you already answered this question to an extent, but definitely. Um. Do you feel like you're minding your pussy? Yeah. Now I am. Tell us how, tell us how, well, you already kind of mentioned how you got there, but tell us how. Um, So it's funny that you use the word minding um, because that Mm -hmm. has been like my filler word. Um, I have been preaching to the choir, like mind your business. Um, (laughs) And the reason I use the word mind is because it is very much a mental game. Like it is, Mm-hmm. Like the ability to mind, I M I N D yours is a it's a psychological thing. Like you literally have to get mm-hmm. inside of your head to slow it down long enough to focus on something. Okay, so am I minding my pussy? Yes, because I have slowed down all of that internal and external static. That could influence my ability to focus on mine. Just focus. Just focus Mm -hmm. on me long enough to discover some things. And the ways that I have now done that um, are probably less connected, like, directly to my pussy. So I've Mm -hmm. changed what I eat. Mm. 
I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is an important factor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. go ahead. I, I'll, I'll yeah okay okay um i drink copious amounts of water like copious Mm -hmm. amounts i work out regularly right i take vitamins and supplements like Mm -hmm. i i do the work probably on the outside to ensure that the inside is more balanced um but then more importantly um i masturbate that's mm, minding yes. my busy because Important. if I can't self-please how can I mm. have the expectation that the person that I'm with or not with or happening to be within this 39 second window um is going to actually be able to do what I expect them to I can't tell them I don't have the language exactly. to be able to tell exactly. them so I think you know you're speaking to a larger uh intention and it is just to focus like just to slow down be present with our bodies long enough because Mm -hmm. if you if you listen if you focus if you slow down your body talks to you like it was always fascinating to me I can remember you know college was a crazy time for a lot of people all right myself included and not all of us got out of college scot-free um, in terms mm-hmm. of just like <laughs> STIs and diseases and all of that right. shit, right? And I can remember, you know, having conversations with my homegirls or females in passing. Um, and it just being like, yeah, I got something and I didn't even know. And it's just like, hmm, nothing? You didn't know nothing? <laughs> Like, not even a little hint of something. And she probably did, but she was on go, making this happen, going right. from here, going to there, taking care of this, taking care of that. So not being present enough with her body to even notice the subtle changes. Like, I'm present enough in my body now. Oh, I will know if, listen, I will know if something outside of me is happening to impact me now. Mm-hmm. because I had to but I had to grow to that so I think more importantly we are we are speaking to a practice of wellness and of self-care mm-hmm. like really yeah. the self-caring um, reality that we have to constantly um, work towards as women of color as women in general yeah. but like Definitely mm-hmm. black but women. Because we right. got some shit to unpack. We got some <laughs> Girl. Side note, I'm about to get off topic for a little bit, but I just want to admit yeah. something. For like when I decided to get into the field of mental yeah. health or just psychology in general, any work around that for a second I didn't like visualize working with women. Mm. But I think um, not, not that I think I know, because um, it has to do with this journey of me becoming more in tune with my mm-hmm. own womanhood and just being a- aware of what's mm-hmm. happening to women in general, but more specifically Black mm-hmm. women. I was like, I have yeah, to. Yeah, right? Like, it's, it, there's there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Like, everything I do is for Black yeah, women. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that awakening that happens. 
it's happening more and more, especially within this field, because we are mm-hmm. now seeing amplify the damage that is being just completely rained on Black women. Just, just to, I mean, and I hate to harp on Breonna Taylor's life, but Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. was my age and has the right. people that murdered her unjustly in her home have yet to be held accountable and it has okay and the world has just kept moving right basically and and brianna taylor is at she's not even at the bottom of the list she is probably smack dab in the middle of a long list of black women that have just Mm -hmm. completely been wiped off the face of this planet by this and we don't even even stop to take a moment for their silence not even a moment and that is just I I can't I don't know it's it's now personal (laughs) it's it's now personal Um, and I think more importantly the black women that do get it we now have a responsibility to really educate our black men mm-hmm. about how mm-hmm. to treat us how to talk to us mm-hmm. how to reverence yes. us how to call us out on our bullshit like we gotta retrain our black men because they have been programmed too right right the system has worked on them just as well as it has worked on us so now i don't just have a responsibility to black women my responsibility to black women extends into the black man and into the black family. I feel yeah. that. No, for real, because especially the 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 um the mentality of the black man, which is primarily why I wanted to work with them, because I wanted to impact mm-hmm. change in them, mm-hmm. but hopefully change in everybody. Yeah. Like not you know, like not everybody, but every person that's involved in this black man's life that is affected by their yes. shit. Yes. So that was my ideal goal. Mm. Um, and it still is, yeah. but I, I got other work right. to do now and I've accepted right. that. It's just other work that will literally feed into that work. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, good Good, good. Like that, I didn't even plan on going there. But that's good. On this episode, but I'm yes. glad we did. You just yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um. So rewind back on topic. What's the shit? What's the topic? <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um. I guess I can tie it because I just mentioned me becoming more um intentional and one with my uh-huh. own sense of womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ties to my journey of. Uh, I can't even say rebuilding because I feel like before I started this journey, I didn't even have a relationship with my mm. pussy. Um, so building a relationship with her that literally started at the beginning of this mm. year. Um, prior to that, we had a, a love-hate relationship to say the least. Like We had a love-hate relationship to the point like literally in December, she sat my ass down. <laughs> And I mean, not not literally, but she told me about yeah, myself. what she do? She talks loud, like, and you oh, can't yes. ignore her no more. You can't silence her. You can't. She get on your fucking nerves. Yeah. Yes. And 
it came it was an event where I had sex with someone mm-hmm. kind of like one night stand type mm-hmm. thing um and I don't know something just happened between December and January where I felt the need to let go of just fucking people just because mm-hmm. and treating her how she deserves to be treated like just because I just because sex is available and mm-hmm. free and free dick and free pussy mm-hmm. is everywhere doesn't mean I have mm-hmm. to do it just because I want to be selfish and greedy mm-hmm. <laughs> and not giving her what she deserves not speaking up for her that was definitely a big because thing. the bitch is tired like, I was, <laughs> right I, I was sure doing me not speaking up for her not respecting mm-hmm. her and it got to the point like January February where I wasn't able to give myself or open her up to the person who deserved mm-hmm. her this is good <laughs> yes so yeah that was literally one of my moments and also um I guess timing is everything like it tied into this book that I discovered mm-hmm. Pussy mm-hmm. Prayers definitely definitely recommend okay. it it's on my list um right everybody it really is it's on but... my list <laughs> <laughs> definitely recommend it um I found that book and I remember I read the sample but I literally didn't buy it until mm-hmm. June Okay. Um, but just the sample impacted me mm-hmm. in such a powerful way where it was like shit. Right. And I began to set this intention of manifesting meaningful sex. Mm-hmm. That is a whole intention, yo. Like that mm-hmm. is a yearly intention for me. That no for that real. Like, because you know, even and I'm in a committed relationship, but sometimes it can get to the point where it's just routine, you know? And right. the meaning becomes dissociated from the act. Mm-hmm. Because sex... God damn it, can you say that again? The meaning. <laughs> the meaning of what sex is and what it stands for and how it connects and bridges us. It literally stands in the way of the act. Yes. No, I agree. It just that was well yeah, said. Yeah, and I put that on <laughs> And I am just so very, um, I'm clear that meaningful sex is is I mean, top a million than just mm-hmm. random just sex. And that's it. Like fuck, you know, like that. It, there is I'm there is a time and a place for everything, you know, and there is a season underneath the sun. And I believe that there are seasons in everyone's life where it, meaningless mm-hmm. sex is just a part of the equation. Um, but right. you also spoke to the moment of like growth and maturation where you mm-hmm. realize this doesn't serve me anymore. And I'm a firm believer that all of us have that moment. Like mm-hmm. everybody has a it's moment important. where you realize something that you are present with or that you are accessing or that you are using on a continual basis to numb or whatever, it just doesn't serve you anymore. And right. you choose powerfully either to mm-hmm. move that thing out of your life that no longer serves you or to keep it there. Exactly. And if it stays there, well, you've inhibited some of your growth, probably. May not today, <laughs> but that growth is inhibited. And if yes. you move it, 
It's just gonna show it's up again. Okay, but if you move it, there it is. You've opened. You've created right. an entire new way of being in your life. Mm. Just because mm-hmm. you move something out of the way. Yes. And that's, that's for life mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. This just happens oh, to be meaningless sex that we're moving out of the way. Right? <laughs> this is just <laughs> this particular example. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, 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 for sure. I definitely agree with that. Um, so, yeah, that was, I feel like that is a good summary of my journey. Yeah. Um, and literally, it's like, like I said, our got the book in June and probably finished it. Not probably. I definitely finished it last month. And it literally changed mm-hmm. my who it's a powerful the relationship. Especially the relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I literally recently have had have had the best sex in my life. Yeah. Because I <laughs> because I am in a different wow. space of I'm just in a different space. Yes. Of considering her, considering yes. me, speaking of being able to speak on how I okay, want things to now, happen and what I deserve. That is a you know whole what I'm lesson because it's powerful when you realize the language necessary to tell another person what it is that you need. <laughs> ain't nothing stopping you. And at all stopping you because you've gotten your own because then you have what? a choice and you've gotten out of your own way you've re- exactly. literally removed the your own personal roadblock they're gone mm-hmm. they're gone and now the other person on the other side of that conversation is looking at you <laughs> in all your power and all your glory right and what could could they really say no to that? I mean, exactly. like, not to mention my pussy right here in your face. Like, you really gonna tell me no? <laughs> you know? Ah. So I think, I think, like, you're speaking to such, such a moment of empowerment where you, it's mm-hmm. like, it's beyond self-advocacy. It is yes. like, um, it's, it's not even, I don't even think self-empowerment is the word to really conceptualize what it is. You know, it is just raw strength raw strength raw Mm. resiliency raw power Mm. just like this is what I want this is what I need this is what I'm getting and you may not say it like that but (laughs) you set that but no I get that intention I mean I remember the Mm -hmm. first time and this is um I've never said this out loud but um in in my current relationship um, was the first time I even was able to actualize the language like the language mm-hmm. was always there it was always in my head every time I would have some sort of like sexual encounter with a person that I felt unfulfilled around I always knew what I wanted to say but I never like the words never came out like they never mm-hmm. I don't know your girl was scared and I was being a little bitch or whatever. So um, <laughs> I like got in this relationship and <clears throat> this was probably the first space that um, I felt uh, whole and complete as is. Mm, like you, okay, like you know you're whole and complete. Like as a, it, 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 you know that, right? You got it. I'm whole and complete as I am. But it's a whole nother thing to have that wholeness and that completeness uh, realized by another person and then hold you accountable to it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was the first relationship that I um, really like knew that my significant other saw me as whole and complete, related to me as whole and complete, and then held me to that standard. So when it came to sex, it was almost like I, I just needed the space. And he, he held the space for me. Like he really held the space for me to be able to find the language for myself. That's right, beautiful. right. Now, mind you, I, it wasn't really all pretty while it was happening. <laughs> because I am an awkward son of a gun. But um, when, when we got on the other side of it, I could look back and really be grateful for the space he held for mm-hmm. me. And um, not that it was without judgment, but that it was just there. Like that it was just, I had the freedom to move in that space. Um, and so when it came to like being clear about what I want and what I need, the uh, the overwhelming shame or guilt or not feeling whole or complete, because I think mm-hmm. that's that's what resonated for me. Whenever I would tell a person like, "All right, you're in sex," and somebody like, "Did you come?" and it's like. Yeah, I don't want to lie to them. Right. <laughs> like, I don't no, want to lie. It. I don't want to, you know, make them feel inadequate. Look at look at me over here as the woman having all these considerations about the other person. And they just ask me right. a question. Right. All they asked, did you come? And all I had to say was yes or no. <laughs> it wasn't all that other stuff that I that I had put in the way. And so I think when mm-hmm. I was able to move that stuff and then the person I was with to able, was able to just hold the space for me to get that stuff out the way so that when mm-hmm. that question was asked, or it's never been asked, I've never, okay. But when, <laughs> when you know, those type of conversations happen, it becomes, well, I'm empowered enough to tell you that didn't work for me. Mm, that just didn't work for me it didn't I'm not you are not a bad person that just didn't work for me and that's That's okay okay. and that's (laughs) in the that's the part that we as black women well women Mm, have to get get past and then to hold our man accountable accountable to like for making shit happen like Honey, your penis is not the only thing in this conversation that can get me where I need to go. All right. Let's explore some other things here because in this exploration, ah, there shall be healing. Mm. You know that? In exploration, (laughs) there is healing. I had a mentor tell me that. That is. That is so okay. important. Okay, he was like in relationships and sexual yeah. relationships, whatever. It's important. If you just explore, essential. If you just give yourself the freedom to explore, and exploration is different for everybody. So we don't mm-hmm. have the right to say that this is your explore- exploration and this can't be your exploration. No, exploration is just that exploration. Right. But there is freedom there. There's discovery there. Why not go for it? Why not? 
Because it's not anything. Okay. That's just like, I feel like it's a full yeah. cycle. Like once we ask that question, it's like, oh, I don't know how, or I don't really feel comfortable, or it's not something I'm used yeah. to. It's like it's just like full yeah. circle, full yeah. cycle of what happened in our past. Yeah. It's like, oh, what the fuck? I don't. I'm not sure what's happening yeah. here now. Yeah. And I think there's even a greater conversation to be had, and I'm so grateful for the way um, black and brown women are showing up around this topic, mm-hmm. but in the relearning of what sex and intimacy is, mm-hmm. you know, and not just from one person's perspective, but from multiple people's perspectives um, or one gender's perspective. That's better. Not just from one gender's mm-hmm. perspective. Um, and I think we are moving vastly to a conversation that is less centered around sex and more centered around intimacy. Um, because intimacy is it's it's that part of mind and my pussy, right? That is the mm-hmm. the 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 act that has to come before sex. I don't know about you, but if I ain't in the mental space. I don't give a fuck if your dick is 17 inches long. Like, it's just not <laughs> happening. Yeah. And that is okay. Because I have been intimate with myself long enough to know that that's not where I can be right now. To know mm-hmm. that I can't show up and be present. And to have the strength to say that. I mean, how many of us have been present physically in sex and not in any other space or emotionally I mean I have been guilty of that and it is not in any way to discredit the experience but it's actually to bring more value to it just to bring another Mm -hmm. level of value to to sex because to be honest sex gets old like if you don't (laughs) if you don't have intimacy along with that sex sex is gonna get old it gets so repetitive. I mean, think about what you're doing. You got how many uh uh what's them called uh positions? How many positions? <laughs> and then once the positions is done, I don't know if you want you know create too many more. Okay, <laughs> so at a certain point, you have to have intimacy. You have to. I mean, it's it's, it's mandatory, mandatory because that's the connection. That's right. what well. That's not, that's what sustains the connection. That's right. The, that is a better yeah, way of that's what that. sustains the I connection. I agree. Um, and that intimacy has to first be personal and solo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for like the, this, the journey of solo sex. I am all for that. It is a journey. That's, because yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure in my 40s, I'm going to discover a whole new world of solo sex. <laughs> Listen, I am sure about it. I because it think about it. A woman, first of all, the human body changes every seven years, mm-hmm. and a woman's body is changing even faster than that because we got things like hormones and monthly cycles mm-hmm. and babies we can make. So. The woman that I am sexually at 26, I am sure I will be a different woman sexually in my 40s. Mm-hmm. I will have shed some new skin, yeah. okay? Got some new cells growing. 
you know, <laughs> I'm really going to be a different person. So I think the the journey of solo sex has to be long term. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be over decades that. because we continue to evolve. We continue to change. I mean, the things that turned mm. me on at 18 do not turn me <laughs> on anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck turned me on at 18. Girl, let me tell you what turned me on at 18. <laughs> New Orleans, that's what turned me on at 18. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, that is not what turns me on anymore. You know, like it just doesn't doesn't get me geared up the same way. And so I think like we have to, that's, this is where grace comes in. Um, mm-hmm. because we have to be gracious enough with ourselves to allow ourselves to evolve and change and not be so connected or committed to a specific way mm-hmm. of being or a specific way of mm-hmm. showing up. Um, yes. I, I mean, even, I, <laughs> they probably won't like this, but I can see that like the, the roles are starting to shift a little bit in our relationship. Like he was, for the most part the more dominant partner in sex and now it's mm-hmm. shifting I'm becoming a little more dominant and oh. <laughs> and I'm sure it's gonna switch again you know because we are growing and that is okay you know like <laughs> because it's something new you know something it's a right. new experience it's a new exploration um and I'm I I quite honestly would rather have the evolution. Like, imagine being married to the same person for the rest of your life, but every seven years you get damn near a new nigga. You know, like, mm. where can you go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> where can you go wrong here? Okay. <laughs> so I just think, I, I really think, um, yeah, it is very much a journey and everybody's journey is different, but you have to be gracious enough with yourself to allow yourself mm. to move in that journey and change and em- embark upon things that you never would have embarked upon. I mean, I am very much, you know, this may go a little off topic, but um, I am very much a big proponent of women who uh, talk their shit about their sexuality. And mm. I really love, like, Love, love Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Yes. Okay. Like, yes. Because, let's talk all about right, it. we're about to go here because <laughs> these, Sukiana is in that, and she's in that, you know, conversation too. Because these are women who have no problem telling you what they want and need sexually. But it then it's a problem. Ah, but now it's a problem. That's that's the part that bothers okay. me. Like, okay. People really mm-hmm. like men and mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. are like down talking these yes. women for talking about and their why pussy. Do, that's it. That's really what the song is about. She's just talking it, about her pussy. That's that's it. It. And why do you think that is? Because there was so ah. much shame around a black woman talking about her sexuality and her sexual strength. It's shame there. It's forbidden in our culture. Forbidden. It's sad. And, you know, we can say whatever we want to say about the raunchiness of it or the 
it's inappropriate for children. I mean, I don't. But is it okay? I I probably wouldn't play it to my three year old niece. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, tell her to bend it wide open. But I think I think it is important to just. I was getting ready to say. I think it is a great conversation piece. Like if they do hear it. And if they do, like, if you hear them singing it or they do ask you questions, yes. then don't avoid uh, it or don't yes. just, like, shut them down because they're saying the word yes. pussy. Like, actually sit them down and have a conversation exactly. and explain what the song actually yes. means, what they're talking Like, you know, like, that's that's what needs to change. Agreed. And that is sort of what I have been, um, I guess, sharing in my circles. It's just the narrative of how we talk about these things. We just right. talk about them in such um, demonizing ways. Yes. So when somebody does make a song about it, it put everybody off their face. We can't handle that. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. just have to change the language we use about, you know, vaginas. I mean, I was listening to a podcast. I don't even remember whose podcast it was. But... um there was a psychologist on there and she was talking about um the song by Cardi and Megan. Um Oh wait, I feel like I know what it is. Was it um was it the black girl maybe it was therapy one? Maybe it was. I think it was. I feel like I heard that one. Um too. but she was talking about her daughter. Um Mm-hmm. And yep. her um her daughter was like sitting on her lap and she was playing with herself. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep, yep. The mom, the she gave such a perfect answer. I mean, no, okay, yeah, I so daughter's sitting on her lap playing with herself, and mom says, Hey, what are you doing? And daughter says something to the effect of mm, nothing. It just feels good. And mom says, I get that it feels good. But it's making me a little uncomfortable with you doing that on my lap. Now, it's not a bad thing that you're doing this. It's just sometimes, for the most part, we do this in privacy. So in the bathroom, in your bedroom. Look at all these options you've given to your three-year-old. Okay? <laughs> like, you're not telling her not to touch her pussy. You're just telling her not to touch right. it in front of you on her lap. Like, you know, right, and, that's, and it. that's it. And her daughter literally said okay mommy I think I'm gonna go wash right. my hands now, yeah. right like, <laughs> like and the daughter got it right like it wasn't from like a shameful space it was like oh I'm out where people can see me and this is something that I probably do when I'm by myself not out of shame not to hide it but it can make other people uncomfortable I don't want to make other people uncomfortable. So I'm going to choose to do this in my room by myself when I'm alone in the bathroom. And it's okay. And this is like a three or four. Yeah, I definitely, I heard that episode. And I definitely love, I loved everything about it. But I definitely love the conversation that she had with her children. Both of them. I think the other one shared a story too. Yeah, yeah. But because it's important. Let me tell you, and I mentioned this in one of my other episodes. Me and my mom have still not had the oh, sex yeah. talk. Like, we never. Not. Like, nothing about my it. My mom's nothing version about of the sex. sex talk is something around, like, if you do it before marriage, you're going to go to hell. But now I want to I wanna circle mm-hmm. back to two two mm-hmm. topics. Um, for one, masturbation. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you use, like, masturbation... Well, one of the ways you used it 
was for you being able to know how to give yourself yeah, to others. for sure. To say the yeah. least. I know I paraphrased. No, you're right. But um, I will share a piece of my journey of masturbation because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been interesting. I feel like, first of all, I didn't start masturbating until I was like 18. Same, sis. I remember I got my first vibrator. Same, sis. And then after that, it changed my whole. I still have that oh vibrator. My, God. my first one. Mine broke. My best friend bought it for oh, me. Shit. My eighteenth, my 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 nineteenth birthday at Xavier. My Aww. best friend bought me my very first vibrator. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, it started at eighteen, and I feel like I don't know. Like, I didn't. I I guess obviously I didn't know anything about doing mm-hmm. it. I just didn't know anything about doing it, period. I was just doing it because it right, felt good. Right. But I wasn't using it to a sense of me figuring out how to please sure. myself. It was just like, oh, 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 stop. <laughs> That's literally how it is in the beginning. <laughs> literally, yeah. Um, so even like this year, even like definitely these last years, but this year my masturbation has changed within the last month. Because even after that, like, I would say mostly when I moved to D.C., so, like, 2018, I would use masturbation as a way to go to sleep, sure, and that was sure. it. Like, that was the intention. That's how I trained my brain, Ooh. like, masturbate, go to sleep. Yep. That's it. Yep. So, it's like, within this last month or so, I've been, you know actually trying to enjoy it, actually finding different ways yes. to do it, actually setting intentions behind it. No, I have it. not gotten there Manifesting yet. energy. Because Manif- I'm telling you, a girl, you should do it. I'm okay. telling you. All right. Actually okay. focusing in on... You ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> I will set the intention tonight. Like, while, while you're like in the midst of pleasuring yeah. yourself and you feel that intensity yeah. building like just think about what you want to happen and you're like like visualize what you want to see your life being i'm telling you it's oh powerful. my god <laughs> yeah you it's know powerful. i live for stuff like this so i will set this intention after we get off of this call um <laughs> that is that is i am all for that power yeah okay say less yeah, it's a different experience. Funny is, I um use so I recently started using, starting moving away from vibrators and moving mm. towards like crystal dildos or crystal. Mm. Um, oh, you know. Oh yes, yeah, sis. <laughs> <laughs> like using crystals. Um, and so uh, if you're unfamiliar with like chakras chakras I like I didn't believe in them in the beginning but I believe mm-hmm. in them now because I have two of them and let me tell you all right uh the energy field the I don't know <laughs> what be happening but every single time I have amazing mind-blowing orgasms but um it was it was very much of a transition for me to move away from something um, that was mechanical in nature to something um, Mm. that was solid. Like, I don't know how else to describe it, but as just like solid. Um, Right. It ain't doing a whole lot of move. It's not move. It, It is, it is, what it is it is a it is literally a sphere shaped dildo 
and it is used as a rod like it it has a specific purpose um and just being intentional around that um and not being so committed to finishing or like Mm -hmm. reaching an orgasm like sometimes just enjoying the temperature enjoying the um yes. the the senses the sensoriness of it the the way it feels mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's really just the experience sometimes um outside of the actual act of masturbating to reach an orgasm um and i have i if, if i could leave one tidbit for your listeners chakra mm-hmm. like please do oh whatever google it c-h-a-k-r-u-b-s chakras okay mm-hmm. like they have tons tons of different types of crystals that have different intentions set with them um my crystal i have the rose quartz crystal um, it is very much linked to your heart chakra and love mm-hmm. and setting the intention around self-love and self-care. Um, but yeah. they have, I mean, from obsidian to amethyst to, I mean, just tons of stuff for whatever it is that you want to set your intention around in terms of your right. masturbation practices. Um so with that, you know, that brought me in the mind of like how you were saying in the last month is transformed. Buying that, mm-hmm. literally that, that tool, I don't even like to call it a toy because it is not, um, it's not, not a toy. toy. <laughs> we are not going to call it that. Um, but really buying that, that tool has revolutionized even how I see myself. And my mm-hmm. own sexual journey, like it was, it was, it wasn't impossible for me, but it was. I would, in my head, get uncomfortable bringing other toys into the bedroom with my significant other because I didn't want to intimidate him or make him think he wasn't pleasing me or mm-hmm. like the long list. <laughs> All right, and chakras was the first thing that I have been able to bring into my bedroom and I haven't talked myself out of it like mm-hmm. it it's it's never really been a problem for my significant other it was all in my head and chakras was the first thing because it doesn't look like a penis like it is very much like a rod I mean they have ones that look like a penis but it because it is not about the penis if that makes sense like it's not mm-hmm. Oh, I thank God for dicks. They are great. But sometimes it's not about the dick. Like sometimes, sometimes bitches, we don't be wanting dick. Like sometimes we just be wanting like other stuff. So (laughs) I just, I'm really grateful for that experience because it opened my own horizons around like what masturbation can be. And it doesn't have to be like, finish her. You know, it can, it can be like, (laughs) It can be chill and like beautiful. <laughs> Wait, I was like, I'm going. That's really how it be. Like you just Mortal Kombat in that jump. <laughs> 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 I 
and I'm just, you know, we are moving away from such like to more like chill and flowy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, yeah like one of my intentions for the year has been to be like water. I'm actually going to repeat this intention for 2021 because I need another shot. Um, but just to move like water because water mm-hmm. is water. And I know that's like, yeah, it's water. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I think I get like, it. I think I get water it. Water is water. Like it can take on multiple different shapes. It can mm-hmm. withstand heat and cold. It is able to sustain life. It, I mean, think water. Water is one of the most powerful things on the planet, mm-hmm. and it just flows right on along over rocks. It just be Mighty. like you know pushing boats out to sea. You know, <laughs> just, it does these things that we you know take for granted almost, mm-hmm. but it those acts take huge amounts of power huge amounts of strength and water just be flowing along chilling like unsuspecting unassuming it's just water I drink it no 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 water (laughs) literally water that's why I love water because water for me is so very spiritual in connection to my body it's very grounding but water is cleansing and um I always ascribe in my life to be as those things that we sort of take for granted. Oh, thanks for sharing yeah. that. I feel like you low-key just like changed my perspective of yeah. water a little bit. That was, I feel like that was something I needed. I didn't even know I needed. Yes. So I appreciate that. Go ahead and jump in that shower and get some water <laughs> on you. <laughs> the strength and the softness. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... So to bring this lovely episode to a close, I want to ask you one last question. Um, What are you currently growing through? I am currently growing through growing pains. In the last three months, my life has... (laughs) up an insurmountable amount of speed um, that is forcing me to grow. It's forcing me mm-hmm. to expand. It's forcing me to uh, push in a way that I am unfamiliar with and <laughs> I am not comfortable with. Um, but they are growing pains because I'm very clear that on the other side, you know, like as the, as I continue to mature and evolve in this season, um, it is really not just for my good, but for my community's good. You know, it is for mm-hmm. the people that I hope to touch one day. It's for their good. Um, <clears throat> so I'm really growing through growing pains. Um, and they hurt like hell. Um, <laughs> and they are not in any way comfortable. But there are, I call them mighty moments. There are moments mm-hmm. where I feel like this is all worth it. This is what I'm doing. This, I'm doing this for this reason. Um, this is what I've been waiting for. Or 
I'll see the light bulb come on in somebody's face. Or I'll hear a client say, mm, I'll kill myself tomorrow. You know, like, and I know that's like dark, but <laughs> when a person says they're going to do something tomorrow, you talk them off the ledge. Mm-hmm. Like, we right. really talk them down from making a really bad, a really intense decision in that moment. Um, and those are like, those are mighty wins. Those are things that can't be diminished, um, despite what you may have had to grow through to get to that space. Um, right. So I am growing through growing pains, but, um, you know, it's sort of like after you've been in the gym for 45 minutes to an hour, you know, you hurting, but you feel like a new person at the end of those 45 minutes. Yes. So that's, that's what I'm growing through. Yeah, yeah I love to. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens on the other side of your growing pain. Sis, me too. Sis, me too. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you trying to prepare me for, God? please <sighs> yeah. well, thank you again for joining us i definitely enjoyed this episode thank you for having me i was honored no problem no problem today's black shout out of the week goes to therapy for black girls podcast um not only the podcast but the instagram page the website the whole platform that's providing resources for Black girls and the Black community. Um, I would definitely provide all of their information for those who are not aware about it. I also want to give a major shout out for the book that I mentioned that made a major impact on my life, Pussy Prayers. The author is The Black Girl Bliss. I will definitely provide that in the description as well, as well as the Instagram email. All of the information that I have, I will give it to you. And in closing, we are growing, we are glowing, we are shining, we are thriving. I will see you all next season.